You are listening to episode number 30 of the Dr. Denise Simpson podcast. Hi, I'm Denise Simpson, a master life and leadership coach who helps high performers and leaders reach their next level of success with confidence, pride, and true fulfillment. You'll hear about real clients with real problems navigating their success in life, business, and career. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hey, what's happening, friends? It's episode number 30. We're going to celebrate today because it has taken so much to do 30 episodes. No, really, seriously. For those of you who are podcasters out there, you know the grind. There's a lot of technical stuff behind the scenes. And for me, for a very long time, at least the first 20 episodes of the show, I kept telling myself, I can't do this. I can't do this. More like, I don't want to do this. I'd rather do live video. I'd rather be on Facebook Live. I'd rather do a weekly live show. I would rather be there engaging with my people. So for 20 episodes in, I had this loop in my mind, these thoughts, this mental loop that I had. So every time I was preparing to to create a podcast, I'd tell myself all these things. You're not good at podcasting. Who wants to hear from you on a podcast? There are a million podcasts out there. Why another one? Why you? Go on live video. You're so good on live video. And let me tell you guys, I love to be on live video. I love the engagement. I love the interaction with you guys. And I thrive there. So I thought, oh, I'll do my podcast as a weekly live show and upload it into my podcast platform and distribute it out to the world. So I thought, well, let's do that. And and then that didn't work out. <laughs> so I had to really come to terms with my mind. I was telling myself some very interesting things. And because of those thoughts, really stirring up some negative emotions, I was taking action from a very negative place. And the results I was creating were really crappy episodes. I mean, I have to be honest. I got to be honest with you all. I don't think the first 10, 15 were any good. The first 10, 15 episodes were kind of shitty. I, first of all, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And secondly, the whole technical stuff behind all that was very interesting to learn too. But now, I, I'm fully dedicated and embracing this whole podcast world. And so I'm happy you're here. Thank you for putting up with this crap. Thank you for putting up with me and my brain. I had to form mental habits. Because you create habits through thoughts and action. So for me, the mental habit was telling myself I sucked at this, that I was no good at this, that I would rather be doing something else. I'd rather be on live video. And then I created some very interesting physical habits. And so I had to do two things, get my mind right and get my actions right. And I'm doing that and I'm doing it successfully. And so every time I prepare to outline my podcast episode, I go into it. Even though a negative emotion may pop up or two, I still take action. I'm now neutralizing 
that thought as much as possible so that the emotion isn't so negative. It's, it's a lot less now. And so every day I do something intentional. I carry a journal where I write down podcast episode ideas. I'm writing down ideas on guests and people that I can bring on to do interviews with. I'm constantly doing outlines and, you know, doing doing doodles in there just so that I can form that habit of thought in my mind that'll create the, the physical habit of coming into my bedroom closet, which I'm in now and I record from my bedroom closet. Um, it's the best bit place for audio and sound in here. I know it's ridiculous. Um, but I'm in here in my closet right now. It's so fun. So I have created daily habits around podcasting because I want to bring you the best episodes ever. I know it's a tall order and I've only been doing this now 30 episodes in, but I have great ideas for this podcast. Like I want to give you everything I've got. I want for you to look forward to listening to my episodes every week. I want for you to get excited about transforming your life with all this free stuff. Like I want for you to say, that Denise person, wow. Like I want to learn from her. I want to hear her every week. I'm going to put all of these tips and recommendations and strategies, I'm going to go execute them because she makes me believe in myself. Like because of her, I've got these big dreams that I know I'm going to fulfill. Like I want for you to walk away every week feeling this way. And so that is my ultimate goal here. So every time I feel crappy, every time I think to myself, I should be on video, I should be on live Facebook, I'm just going to remind myself of my why, why I'm here, why I'm in this crappy closet, sweating up a storm because, you know, closets and ventilation systems, <laughs> non-existent. Uh, so it's really hot in here right now. Um, and I'm also getting overheated. But I want for you to come in every week and say, yes. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to take charge of my life. I'm ready to make all of these amazing dreams a reality. All because Denise's purpose and why was bigger than her fears and bigger than her mind drama. So that's what I'd I'd like for you to take away from every single episode with me, my friend. So thank you for being here. Thank you for putting up with this. Subscribe post a review. If it's a nice one, please. <laughs> I, I guess that's how Apple and other platforms rate uh, these, ep- these podcasts. So I guess I'm learning that too. But anyway, let's talk about today's topic, skepticism. So I was a big skeptic of coaching. I was a skeptic of talk therapy, you know, and a skeptic of therapy. <laughs> I've I've been a skeptic um I guess most of my adult life and let me explain a little bit. Let me give you some context here and then I want to share with you why me being a skeptic is important to know and why you should care that I'm a skeptic, especially if I'm going to coach you here every single week. <laughs> so, I was born on the Texas-Mexican border. First language Spanish. Um, grew up in a private Catholic community, com- school, 
family went to mass twice a week, right? Confessions once a week. Um, was really immersed, obviously, in my religion and, and of course, in my culture, my Mexican-American culture. And I didn't know any better, obviously. My parents were my role models, not very good ones. They did the best they could, but they were my models of what to do and what not to do. And of course, so was my community and my extended family and the Bible. So I grew up in that environment. And I was a child of abuse and all kinds of abuse. And when I left at the age of 17, I questioned all of the abuse. I questioned why I was a victim. I questioned why God let that happen. I was wanting answers from God. And if here I was a faithful steward of his word, why was I a victim of abuse? And I remembered leaving home at 17 years old and going to college. And I remembered looking back saying, I'm going to have to leave this version behind if I want to survive. And so that is what carried me through. I left version number one, original version, Denise, back in my hometown. And from that moment forward, I said, okay, it's now on me. I'm now an adult. I'm now in college. I now have the opportunity to create the life that I want and to create the version of Denise that needs to show up in this world, that needs to be here now. And in doing that, through that transformational process, and it was really critical. It was between the age of 17 and about 19 years old, right before I graduated from college at 20. I remembered going into this metamorphosis. It almost felt like I was a newborn baby. <laughs> like I was looking at things differently. I wanted to learn everything. I was absorbing everything. I was like a sponge. I was in a new environment. I was thriving. I wasn't looking back at my past. I wasn't looking back at the trauma. I almost forgot about it, honestly, because I was so fixated on learning and studying and synthesizing information for myself. I was a free thinker. I had mental freedom. It felt like I was born again. And during this process, I began to grow skepticism around everything. I was questioning everything, almost almost like rebellion. I was rebelling against my religion. I was rebelling against my parents. I was rebelling against authority. I wanted to see evidence. I was demanding to see evidence to support any of their claims. I, I was in this headspace where, nope, I'm going to think for myself moving forward. Thank you, but no thank you. And I took on that attitude really throughout my college career and went deeply into leadership. I mean, I chose one of the most powerful subjects ever, leadership. But we'll talk about my journey into leadership on a whole other episode. But I want to share with you that skepticism, a very healthy dose of skepticism is important. 
You know, I am what you would call a convincer. I want to be convinced. I want you to support any claims that you're making. So if you claim that this drug is going to do something for my brain, well, then I want to see the support. I want to see the evidence that says this is going to happen. I usually don't take anyone at face value anymore. And that's definitely a skill I learned through consulting and coaching. So I'll take you back just a few years when I started my consulting and coaching practice. I was leaving higher education, had spent a great deal of time in higher education as an academic, as a professor, as a leader in higher education. And I transitioned out into a consulting practice at first. And I would go and serve these leaders and go in and diagnose whatever situation was happening. And I would prescribe them a remedy. And then I would be there along for their journey to make sure that they implemented and executed all these strategies in place. And so that's where I really learned to hone in on my active listening skills. I wanted to not just hear their words and and understand the language or the patterns of language that they were using. I was looking at their nonverbals. I was kind of reading between the lines. I was able to synthesize at a very different level that I would synthesize a research study. I was now studying human behavior. I was able to just really see what they were trying to say in so many words. And so I learned not to take what they say at face value. And and that's why I was such a successful consultant, which then turned into coaching. (laughs) That's a whole other story. So I veered into coaching after serving so many leaders and working with them in their organizations. And, you know, when you spend so much time with someone, their real selves start to come out. And that's when their personal lives started to present problems in the organization. And that's when I turned to getting a coaching certification. Because here I was serving the leader at the leadership level and didn't know how to serve them at the personal level. And I wanted to go and get a certification so that I could serve this leader in all capacities, in all levels. So whether it was leadership development or personal development, I was there for this leader. And that's how I got into coaching. And so as a skeptic, I mean, I think it has served me very well. So when I go and do certifications for coaching, or for you know brain-based, evidence-based strategies that I use in my coaching practice, I do a ton of research beforehand. I'm looking at who the professor is. I'm looking at who the instructor is. I'm looking at the credibility of the program. I'm looking at the results that they've created. I'm looking at testimonials. I am checking it all out. I am such a skeptic. Well, a convincer. But I am someone who wants to see the evidence to support these claims. Because if I'm going to spend money, invest my, my money and my time and my focus and my energy to expand my professional and personal development, I want to make sure that what you're saying you're going to do for me is supported by evidence. And so 
every time I go and do something to expand my coaching practice, to add to my curriculum vitae, I am very thorough in what I do. I'm very thorough before I say yes to anything. And the same thing happened when I was introduced to neurolinguistic programming. There's so many skeptics out there around NLP. And although the evidence is growing, there's not a lot of empirical research yet to substantiate this claim of NLP. But the body of evidence is growing. The literature is growing. And I want to be a part of that field because I have seen enough evidence, not only in my private client transformations, but in other NLP coaches' practices. I'm also looking at what they're doing. We are such a tight community. We're always sharing information on what's working, what's not working. And we all have a very different style of coaching. So that also has a lot to do with with the, the results of the transformation. But I am really interested in seeing this body of knowledge grow. And as a skeptic, I did a ton of research before pursuing my NLP certifications. So why is it important for you to know that I'm a skeptic? How are you going to benefit from this information? Well, the point is, my friend, that because I am a skeptic and I'm someone who needs to be convinced before making a decision or moving forward. I want to have a thorough body of evidence before I do anything for myself or for you, my listener or my client. I want for you to know that everything that I've learned, everything that I bring to our weekly episodes here, everything that I share with you as your coach comes from someone who's done thorough research. I'm someone who uses evidence-based strategies in her coaching practice. I am someone who uses brain-based strategies in her coaching practice. So I use all modalities, not just neurolinguistic programming. There's so many other things that I infuse in my coaching. And I want for you to come here every week with an open mind from someone who has done the research for you, someone who has been a skeptic most of her adult life, someone who's going to bring you the best quality information, information that has been researched thoroughly for your benefit. And should we ever work together, you will get the same quality of work. I am someone who takes great pride in what I do and everything that I do. Because how you do anything, my friend, is how you do everything. And remember, I'm not a cynic. (laughs) I'm not someone who is looking for hidden motivations in people. That's not what I am. I am a skeptic. And I have a healthy dose of skepticism. And so you should too, my friend. You should too. Start learning what that is. Start practicing this muscle and not taking everything that you hear in the media or online or on social media. Don't take it at face value anymore. And I know we have a lot of faith in our authority figures out there, right? We take their word and we use it as a reason to not think for ourselves. 
So I want for you to start thinking for yourself moving forward. And that also includes questioning what I'm saying to you, right? So if you take a strategy that I show you on an episode and you go put it into place and it didn't work for you, then come back and let me know and let's work together and and see what we could do differently. So my friends, I being a skeptic is really important to know. Know that you are going to benefit greatly from the way my brain likes to work. (laughs) Oh, that was fun. All right, my friends. I hope you found great benefit to this episode. I want to hear from you. Tell me if you're a skeptic. Tell me how your brain works. Do you question everything? Are you someone who questions with judgment or are you someone who questions for the sake of finding evidence to support a claim? Because there is a difference between those two things. And so I'm on the side of looking for evidence to support the claim. No judgment, never any, especially if I'm a coach. That's the last thing you want from me is to have any judgment tied to, to my skepticism. So it's your turn. Reach me over on Instagram at Dr. Denise Simpson. Let me know how your brain works. I want to hear from you. All right, friends, I'm looking forward to serving you on our next episode. Take good care, everyone. Bye. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to join me inside my exclusive coaching membership for high performers. It's called Next Level Progress or NLP for short, Next Level Progress. That's right. I want to help you reach your next level of success with confidence, with pride, and true fulfillment. So head over to drdenisesimpson.com forward slash NLP to get the support you need and deserve. That website again is drdenisesimpson.com forward slash NLP. See you inside, my friend.